when we gather to celebrate the Eucharist, the Lord instructs us by his word and he gives himself to us as nourishment. Today, what is the instruction that the Lord Jesus gives through the Gospel of St. John? The Lord is saying to us, do not work for food that perishes, but for food that endures for eternal life. What we see here today in our Gospel, there are two things. One is that Jesus, first of all, as you remember, performed this extraordinary sign of having very few, the five loaves uh, and, and, and a couple of fish, and he multiplies and feeds 5,000 men, a large group of people. He, he nourishes and feeds them because they were with him for a long time, and, and the Lord understood that they would need to be nourished, to be fed. That's why he asked his disciples to, to take care of them. Of course, they said, we're not able to do that because we don't have enough food. And yet the Lord provides for them. But first, the Lord nourished them spiritually and then nourished them physically. But we see here the next day is more boats are coming. More boats are coming because they heard something extraordinary that the Lord was able to, Jesus, this Jesus of Rabbi, this Jesus of Nazareth, is, is produce an extraordinary sign. So many are coming because they also want to partake great free food, I would have to say. You know, as much as you would wish to eat a fish, as much as you wish to eat bread, uh, people would come. You know, the people would come. And so the, boat, the boats came not to listen to him, but to experience that which the others have experienced, this man being able to multiply both bread and fish and feed thousands of people. So they come and they see that Jesus is not there, but they also know that how he didn't get into the boat. They said, we saw the disciples leave on the boat, but we didn't see him. So that they thought that he was someplace in the area, still continued to be, to be you know, present in, in the, in, across the Sea of Tiberias. But since they did not find him, so they took the boat and went to, to, um, to down south to Capernaum, and then they inquired about him, and they found out that he's there. And they said, how did you get there? Of course, they do not know what took place as Jesus walked on the on Sea of Galilee. And all of a sudden, as we know, the boat, which was pushed to the, to the, uh, to the middle of the, of the Galilee, Sea of Galilee, because of the northern wind, the Lord provided for them an additional extraordinary miracle. And that miracle was that they were safely in, in Capernaum. But now the Lord recognizes the reality of what took place. He recognizes these people came the next day because they wanted to be nourished, to be fed by bread, by fish, in an unlimited way. You could eat all you can. And, and so they come there and Jesus says, you're looking for me because not because of the power at work, the power of God at work in me, but, but you're looking for food because you have heard that, that I am able to multiply bread and, and fish. And so the Lord takes this opportunity and says, you know, it's, you know, we do not, man does not live by bread alone. 
it, it is to be nourished by the, the word of God, the food that endures for eternal life. And so in many ways, the gospel is telling us today, you know, and so many people work so hard, making sure that they have everything in their homes, everything is beautiful, the furniture, whatever they have to do. They have large house, you know, comfortable house, and they're working for that house, and they're working for, for that environment or they're working for, you know, so they can dine out, even though right now there's limitations because of pandemic. But many people enjoy going out or bringing some good food from the restaurant, you know, tasty food. Uh, and yes, they're willing to spend even large amount of money on being uh, nourished in such a way where they truly enjoy and delight the, the food. And the Lord says to us today, instructing us, do not work for the food that perishes, but for the for the food that that lasts for eternity. And what is that food that the Lord is speaking to us? Is is listening to his word, to be spiritually nourished, the participation in, in the Eucharist, the Eucharistic celebration. How many people today, I know because of pandemic there are limitations, but how many people today do not really receive the nourishment, spiritual nourishment? They have no time to pray. They have no time to read scripture. They have all kinds of other activities or responsibilities, or perhaps they have fallen into patterns of uh, just watching videos or whatever, or playing games or whatever it may be, which actually is it's a pure waste of, of time precious time that God gives us to prepare ourselves for all eternity. And so this is why the Lord says today, he says, do not work for food that perishes, but for food that endures for eternal life. And so it is the expression of food for eternal life. What nourishes our soul? What helps us to overcome our own weaknesses, obstacles? What helps us? And of course we know is God's word. God's instruction, which we are to listen to attentively, embrace and follow him. Because otherwise, that food which we consider to today watching, whatever it is, whether it's movies or whatever it may be, it, yes, it may help us to grow, maybe stronger, but often it drags us away. It gives us these images which you can't get rid of from our minds because it, you know, we, we're people who are affected by images, by our sight. And or by words or by by type of uh, you know um, uh, events which you know narratives which actually are destroying our faith often. So the Lord is asking us today is that we, we don't just look for things which make our life enjoyable here, uh, regardless of our spiritual life, but the Lord is asking us to look more deeply, work for the food that does not perish, but food that endures for eternal life. And of course, what is the work of God? What is What are we to focus on? Obviously, it's the work of God is to accept Jesus and his instructions and his guidance on faith, that he's the one, that he's the one truly, he's the son of God. And, and we have to pray for strong faith. Lord, give us that, that, that faith. Yes, we believe like St. Peter would say, but help our lack of faith, lack of unbelief. And so we have to always ask, because gift, faith is a gift from God. And so we have to ask for that gift of faith for each other, for our children, for our grandchildren, whoever they are, for our friends, brothers and sisters, all of us, all of us involved in, in, in helping others. 
and prayer becomes that special, powerful tool by which we can actually imbue others. Uh, we will give them uh, that special assistance so that they, their hearts may be open to God because God's faith is a gift of God, but we are to help one another, just like St. Paul says, prepare others to welcome the Lord, to open their hearts. Just like again, St. John Paul II, how often he spoke to us, he says, do not be afraid to open the doors wide to, to Christ, that he may come, that he may dwell in your heart, that he may dwell in your home. That's the invitation. Come, Lord Jesus, come to my house, come to my broken heart, come to my heart filled with, with limitations and weaknesses, sins, and, and my evil tendencies. Lord, you have to come, you have to enter and bring forth the gifts, the special gifts, extraordinary gifts that you have given to us. So this is the first, is that we are to learn and to understand God's ways and to welcome him as the food, as the nourishment that he gives us. But the second, there's a second aspect here today, which, which is very, very important as well. And that is the, what, what we hear in, in the Acts of the Apostles in the first reading. What we see there is that God, our Lord Jesus, who is the Son of God, is not only giving us the possibility of welcoming him, and to be nourished by him, but he produces fruit within us, extraordinary fruit. And we see in, this, in the life of, of St. Stephen the martyr, what type of fruit he gives us. These are extraordinary gifts that he gives. Jesus gives us through, the, through his life, suffering, death, and resurrection, and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit because he breathed upon his disciples. He says, receive the Holy Spirit. And so it's not only the, the receiving the Holy Spirit, but all the gifts that come from, from the Holy Spirit within us, all the gifts that come from partaking of the Eucharist, which is partaking of the body and blood of Christ. And what are those elements? What are the things that God gives us? Yes, there's fruits of the Holy Spirit, which we are manifest as, you know, you, we have the, you know, in our hearts when we, when we have joy, when we have fidelity to God, when we have a harmony within ourselves, all those things that the Lord gives to us, because, you know, those are the, the fruits of the Holy Spirit. But what the Lord does is give us, number one, he gives us a type of character, when, when we embrace the Lord Jesus into our hearts, we receive a type of character. And that is, what is that manifestation of the character? Is that we're filled with the Holy Spirit. This is what, this is what we read today, Stephen, filled with grace and power. Filled grace and power. And then subsequently, we see, we see who he was. He, they, no, they could not withstand the wisdom and the spirit which was within him. So to, to receive the Holy Spirit, allowing ourselves to receive the Holy Spirit, just like Stephen did, allowing ourselves to be formed by the Holy Spirit. You know, the Spirit is the power of God. Yes, we have received in baptism, we have received, first of all, we were sealed, uh, received the, the initial gift of the Holy Spirit, and through confirmation, we received the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And now we are waiting, we're preparing ourselves for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on Pentecost. But Stephen was filled with, with this grace, with the Holy Spirit. 
with the power and wisdom of God, okay? So allowing ourselves to be filled by God's presence. This is the gift that Jesus gave to us. And that's why he was able to do these extraordinary signs, um, you know, and, and, and not only that, but he was able to, to also be able to debate those who were men and a man of, of great learning. At the same time, the Holy Spirit gave Stephen a special type of wisdom, which was not a match to anyone. Uh, to any, anyone, uh, and so, so what we have here is this. When the Lord gives us this, these gifts, he wants us to be like his son. And you know, it seems to us that it's extraordinary, it's impossible for us to be like Jesus, and yet the Lord promises that he will work through us. But we have to allow ourselves to, to be so open, allow ourselves to, to the movement of grace and Holy Spirit. That's why, you know, the prayer each day, to pray, come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and enkindle in them the power of the fire of your love through diversity of all tongues has brought the nations together into unity of faith. It is this outpouring of the Holy Spirit and we are asked for one another, come Holy Spirit, come into my life, come into my very being, into my memory, come into everything that I am, especially come into the area of my sinful life so that through your power, I may be able to, may, to become whole, that I be able to, to become a, a truly a, a man, a woman of God. So, so first of all, it's this, it's this wisdom that is so essential. It's the wisdom of God, wisdom that comes from the Holy Spirit. And not only that, but, but it is, we receive these gifts by the gift of faith that we believe. We believe that the Lord will come. We believe that the Holy Spirit will be imbued, will come into our lives, because this is what Jesus desired for us, that it will be men and women filled with that, with that knowledge, with that wisdom that comes from the Holy Spirit, because part of the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, one of them is gifts of wisdom, understanding, knowledge, all those things which are there, which are so essential. And we see this, this type of power at work in St. Stephen. We can see this power at work in St. Stephen. And so even though the, the, he was challenged by, by, the, the, by the men and women of, uh, from, from the synagogue of freedmen, which means they were the Jewish uh, slaves, which those who were taken in prison by, uh, by Pompey, you know, 70 or 80 years ago, or maybe even 100 years later. And these were the descendants. They were on fire with the love of the Mosaic traditions. But what happened to them is, is that they were not open to receiving that wisdom that comes from God, because even the, the Old Testament, whether it's through Moses or through the prophets, we see the, 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 the predictions, the, the revelations that were offered to the people of the mosaic traditions about Jesus himself, about the Messiah, who he's supposed to be, and yet they were closed. They were not, they didn't want him. They didn't want Stephen's, uh, Stephen's uh, proclamation to be heard by people, so they challenged him. And as a matter of fact, they instigated some men to say, we have heard him speaking blasphemous words against Moses and God, obviously, you know, because he spoke of Jesus as being the fulfillment of, of, of the revelation fulfillment of God's plan of salvation. 
they, they again they presented false witnesses who testified this man never stopped saying things against the holy place and the law so they were trying to confront Stephen yeah, they were trying to confront him and publicly show that he is a fraud that he is a heretic that he is a blasphemer they wanted to make sure that that people would not listen to him they would not listen to the witness to the charisma of who Jesus is that they would be able to kind of reject him outright. And so this is what they're doing, is they're trying to, to stir up the crowd and to show that, that as a blasphemer, he doesn't deserve to live. And yet we see, we see that, that, he, that Stephen, who allowed himself to be imbued by the, by the powerful grace of God, he opened his heart to God. He lived the Christian message. He lived the Christian message in his fullness. And so the, he continued to, to claim, he proclaimed that Jesus is the one, that Jesus is the, the savior of the people, that he is the one and there's no other. This is the Messiah. And of course they wanted to reject him and they, and they did. And so, but not only was he able to refute their, their, their arguments against Jesus, but they were able also to see some extraordinary things in his face. They saw his, his face was like the face of an angel. Where do we get this information? Well, we know that it was Paul. Paul was there. Paul was one, one of those who, before his conversion, debated, most likely Stephen because he was part of the Cilician group. There's two groups, the freedmen in the synagogue of freedmen and then from Cyrene and Alexandria and also the people from Cilicia and Asia uh, uh, came to forward, debated St. Stephen. Of course, Paul was from Cilicia, from the, uh, from the Asia Minor. And so, so Paul was, was there. Paul was a witness to the, to the stoning of, of uh, of Stephen, and tomorrow we'll hear more about that story as, as, as Stephen gives witness to this martyrdom. But today we know that he was a witness by word, by example, by the power at work with him, by the power of the Holy Spirit working within him because of his faith, because of his love for the Lord. And we know that that is there. And, and what happened is when, when they were attacking him, uh, verbally accusing him of all these things, and yet his face was like that face of an angel, which means there was some form of serenity, there was some of peace in, in his heart. The things from within uh, manifested himself outwardly because he was the man of God. He was the one whom the Lord has prepared by the gifts that he gave him, gifts of wisdom, knowledge, understanding, gifts of the Holy Spirit, because those two are Gifts, the gifts of working miracles, power, the gifts that, that are given to us. And so now what we have is the witness of, of, uh, of uh, St. Stephen. But, you know, we have to accept and believe that the Lord wants us to be like Stephen. Yes, not to be Stephen, a second Stephen, but to be like him, to be a man and woman filled with faith, with the love of God, with the knowledge of God, the knowledge that, that comes as a result of meditation on Scripture, meditation on the Lord's presence among us, his, especially his presence in the Eucharist, by meditation, by prayer, by imitation. The Lord wants us to imitate 
imitate him, how he was in relationship to others, to those who were brokenhearted, those who were rejected, those who were in any way uh, uh, filled with, with weakness, with sinfulness, how we are to be. The Lord gave us this power because he's giving us continuously and outpouring his Holy Spirit upon us. So may we today, even though we may not consider ourselves to be of great importance, we may consider ourselves to be very weak, and yet it is God's power dwelling within us. It is not we ourselves that we are able to accomplish these things, but it is the power of God, his love, his mercy. May we then be filled with that, that, that consolation and knowledge that we can be more and more like Christ, and we cannot lower the standards. We cannot lower ourselves. Well, I'm only poor, you know, a sinner. I, I don't have the capacity. I got, get, I got stuck. I got preoccupied. I've got so many bills to pay. I can't do it anymore. I have all these limitations. No, we have to say no, despite my limitations. Lord, you come into my life. You create within me that son and daughter that you desire, that you wish, that I, I will allow you to be my, the, 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 the king of my own heart, the one who gives me all these gifts and help me to understand that I may rejoice more and more, be grateful more and more for who you are for me until one day you take me home to yourself, until one day you bring my family, all my loved ones there. So help me to understand, help me to do the things that you desire me to do. Help me to have the courage and strength to overcome my weaknesses. Help me to, to be as loving as you are, forgiving as you are, be merciful as you are, so that I may truly be holy like you are. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.